The following podcast contains strong language, adult content, familial violence, and murder. It's in the book. It's in the book. Hello, and welcome to It's in the Book, a queer Bible podcast. I'm Jade Sylvan, and I am a master of divinity. <laughs> mm. It feels good to say, doesn't it? It does feel good to say. I got into the Bible and divinity school and I thought it was Trey gay. I am a 30-something white queer non-binary person Hmm. and I am on the ordination track to be a Unitarian Universalist minister. Uh, My wife is here too because she knows pretty much nothing about the Bible. That's right, Jade. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I- I'm Sue. I'm the wife. I'm here to listen and be regaled by wonderful tales of the Bible by my spouse, Jade. I am also a 30-something queer white female. Huzzah. Huzzah. And I'm super excited because this week we have a uh, a guest. A guest. <laughs> we have a different person, a new person here. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hello, new person. <laughs> Hello. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? I will introduce myself. I am David Waters. I will say that I am a 40-something queer black male, a Catholic Unitarian Universalist. I am pretty familiar with these stories, and I am super excited to be here. I, too, am a Master of Divinity. We How were about, classmates. Yeah, right? Hey. It was super fun because I didn't really grow up with these stories, but David did. He's got a very different introduction to them. And I just love your perspective also. Your theories about story and how religion is story. And I hope we get to talk about that more at some point. I am thrilled to be here. I am thrilled to be doing this. Cool. So I'm going to do a little recap of what we've done so far. Do you want to do like, I I loved what you did before the last time. yes. Previously on The Bible. (laughs) So awesome! I watch a lot of television. (laughs) Oh, so good. So, (laughs) hey, he's no Majel Barrett from Star Trek, but I think that's a winner right there. You know, Major, we can't go down the Star Trek rabbit hole right now because we will never get out. Okay, okay. We'll never get out of it. It's enough to know that it's there. It's great. We'll pin it. We'll put a pin in it. We'll put it in the parking lot. There you go. Okay, first... You'll remember if you listened to, to the first episode, there was the creation story and it was all cosmic and God was called Elohim and there was nothing. It was just all water and shit. And then God constructed all these binaries by pulling things apart. And then it was six days and then there was the day of rest. So that was, that was more or less chapter one in Genesis, mm-hmm. give or take a couple of verses. And then chapter two and three was the Garden of Eden. And you'll remember that was a very different sort of creation story. It was very earthy. It was in the garden. (laughs) God is called Adonai Elohim and he's walking around. There's this human, this Adam, and he pulls him apart. I I often use he, him language for God in this because that is 
the closest thing to what's uh, in the book in the Hebrew, even though that's not the, the pronouns I use for God, IRL. But God like splits this human and creates this like gender split or whatever, sort of. And then there's a snake and there's fruit and there's a, the tree of knowing good and bad. Yeah, and the, then, the tree of morals. I call it the tree of binaries, right? Yeah. But so then the humans eat the fruit, even though God tells them not to, and their puny human brains can't handle the concept of binaries. They fuck it all up and they do a bunch of shit and then they're cursed with gender roles and it's terrible. It's and, our lifelong curse. And we can't handle it. Well, there's a lot more. There's other curses too. The, the ground is cursed yeah, okay, um, and the snake is cursed too. So things are really bad. And then they get kicked out of the garden and they go east of Eden and there's the chair with the flaming sword and here we are. Great. So now we're going to go into Cain and Abel. Uh, I know uh, I know those names. Great. That, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Great contributions. I've heard, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard those names before. So uh, they get kicked out of the garden, and here they are. They're wandering around in the wilderness. Cain and Abel, though, but Adam. Oh, Adam, and, Adam and Eve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have a, then the first thing that happens in the new chapter is the Adam knows eve mm. and it's funny because it's like you know when people say i knew them in the biblical sense or whatever mm -hmm. so that's because they use the word know to mean like have sex with like you can't see it because it's a podcast but i'm giving you a mm, suspicious well, we use all kinds of euphemism we say like oh i slept with them but yeah like, no what, i know you know all right how, just how people talk so no is one of those words and I think that's really interesting because the last and really only other time we've seen that word so far is the tree of knowledge of good and bad. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Eve uh, gets pregnant and she gives birth to Cain and then she gives birth to Abel. Cain is the older one. And uh, Abel became a shepherd or a keeper of sheep and Cain, Cain became a servant of the land or like a farmer. Cool. Uh, and then at some point, Cain uh, brings a gift to the Lord and he brings like the, for like firstborns of a sheep and, uh, Oh, so, I'm sorry. No, Abel brings the sheep. <laughs> sorry, because Cain is this. The, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, terrible. Abel's the herder of sheep. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. <laughs> sorry. Correct me. David, were you I'm sitting sorry. there just being I, like. I was like, uh, okay. I was, was still a test I was and actually, you failed I'm it. Sorry, I failed. I failed miserably. Uh, um, I'm no. going to be more on top of it. So so Abel, Abel is a keeper of sheep and he yes. has some nice sheep and he brings them to the Lord. Question mark? Yeah, he brings the choicest of them to the Lord. So basically, like, here's these two brothers, right? Yes, Abel is the shepherd. Cain is the tiller of the soil. So he's like gardening, right? Cain brings from the fruit of the soil. And then Abel brings this these choiced firstlings of his flock. Ooh, and um, the fatty parts. And the, and, and, the and the Lord loves fat. <laughs> super does. I mean, who He's doesn't? So into fat it. is where all the flavor He's is. so into it. But <laughs> that is where the flavor is. And the Lord uh, regarded Abel and his offering, but he did not regard Cain and his offering. So shit is bad when when the Lord is not into Cain's gift. And then, mm. oh, no. <laughs> and then we get a, a little like poem uh, mm -hmm. and, and God talks to Cain immediately uh, because Cain 
uh, was very pissed off and his uh, face falls, like it's mm. what it says. Aww. Cain's face falls and God sees this. And then God does a little poem and it's a really weird little poem, but there's a lot of allusions to sort of the quote unquote fall in the last chapter, uh, like direct allusions to oh. like the fruit and all that, okay. uh, which is like an interesting literary thing. But God is like, why are you pissed off? And why <laughs> has your face fallen? Mm. And then, and then he says, like, uh, if you do well, if you do good, stuff goes up. Things, mm-hmm. things will look up. I do not understand this poem at all, and all the translations I look at don't seem to understand it either. Well, it's, it's, so it kind of goes back to, like, is this a thing that the Bible doesn't say, or is this a thing that the Bible is being mysterious about, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that Alter says is, first of all, like... David, tell our listeners who Robert Alter is. Ooh, Robert Alter. He is a genius. Um, he's a Hebrew Bible scholar who has spent an entire career, many years, um, studying the Hebrew Bible, translating the Hebrew Bible. But the altar is interesting because it reads, why are you incensed and why is your face fallen? For whether you offer well or whether you do not, at the tent flap, sin crouches and for you is its longing, but you will rule over it. That's the point. Interesting. What an interesting. And so, you know, he says it's very enigmatic. And he says any construction is no more than an educated guess, really. Alter gives us this kind of mystery that the other translations solve for us, right? And so the mystery is transparent. It's like, oh, well, if you do good, you're going to be uplifted or you're going to find favor, right? And if you don't do good, you're not. But Alter says, I don't know about that. It's like, if you do well or if you don't do well, still the sin's going to be there. The promise is that you will rule over it. So that's interesting, I think, when we get to, you know, what happens with Cain. That's really interesting. Wow. That's heavy, man. I think this has a broader lesson for us, right? Which is like, anytime somebody is pronouncing on the Bible, like they know exactly what it means and like what's going on, ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, because Skeptical got, eyebrow raise at oh, that. I don't think it so. It should be raised super high, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it is. You can't see so... her, but it's raised very high. <laughs> it's painfully high. Yeah. High, bra- high eyebrow, right? Yeah. Uh, so God says this to, to Cain. Uh, and then Cain goes and talks to his brother and something's, it looks like something's missing in the sentence, but it's fine. And then they go and, and then they're in the field all of a sudden. It's like this weird jump cut where like, <laughs> where like Cain, now field, I want, bro? he doesn't even say that. He like comes up, it's like he comes up and he opens his mouth to, to Abel and then all of a sudden it's a jump cut and they're in the field is like Yo. what happens. <laughs> Very but disorienting. It is a little disorienting. Mm. People think something's missing there. But uh, then it, it, Cain rises up over Abel and over his brother and he kills him. He murders mm. him. It's like a very violent murdery word. That escalated quickly. It's super dead. <laughs> <laughs> just, super fast. Yeah. There's there's not really a lot of like ambience building in this story. Mm, it's, mm, like, mm, it's like it's mm, like a paragraph long. <laughs> wow. Go on. Um. Yeah. He killed him, and then all of a sudden, the Lord is there again, and he says to Cain, "Where is your brother?" Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Cain says, "I don't know." and then here's the here's the big hit line honey and you know this one yeah you want to say it i hope i get it right 
Just say it. I am not my brother's keeper. Well, he says, am I my brother's keeper? Dang, it's like a question. Wait, let, let me like, do it again. Let me okay, do it again. Yeah. Let me do it again. It's fine. Am I my brother's keeper? There you go. Then, oh, I love this part. I love what God says next. Because he says, okay. you know, what, what have you done? And he says, OMG. Uh, <laughs> he says, <laughs> your, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the earth. Mm. Which I just think is so oh fucking God. beautiful. I yeah. mean, it's 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 fucked up, but it like, is. It's, it's all I, those I think things. it's very poetic. And and then he curses Cain, and he says, "So in the last one, you'll remember because of the Adam, the earth was cursed, uh, but now he says to Cain, he says, you'll be even more cursed uh, than the earth, Jeez. Uh, which opened its mouth to to take your brother's blood from your hand. Oh my god! I know mm. this is uh, really intense, y'all. I'm sorry. I told you. I told you that things were going to get even worse, and I didn't. I don't know. They don't get better. Um, so so then uh if you till the soil you know it shall no longer uh well i'm reading the translation now but it's Mm -hmm. basically like the ground will no longer uh give its power to you when you when you serve it when you do your your farmer thing or whatever oh no it's Mm. not fertile anymore yeah the ground hates you and i hate you well like (laughs) (laughs) the ground hates you well but wait like this is exciting but this is exciting because this is the first time this has happened. Cain actually negotiates with God. That is really big, mm. actually. I think so. Yeah, mm. it's huge. Because uh, Cain says, this is too much for me. This punishment is too great. You're banishing me from your sight, and it's going to fucking suck. And, and he's like, and wherever I go, people are going to want to kill me because they'll know what I've done. Because I suck because I murdered my brother because mm-hmm. I suck. Uh, and then uh, God is like, I will, I will bring vengeance on whoever kills Cain uh, sevenfold. It's a big deal. And Whoa. to make sure everybody knows that they can't fucking touch you, I'm going to put a sign on you. We don't <gasps> know what the sign is, but the he puts- mark of Cain. Mm. Is that a thing? Which interestingly, right? Like typically we think about the mark of Cain as, as a negative. Right. Um, is not is something that you don't want. But right here, it's it's the mark of Cain is what's gonna save him from getting murdered. Yeah, yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. I only I honestly I was like, is that a pop culture thing that I just brought forth it from is my a pop brain? Culture They're like thing. the mark yeah. of Cain. And like, is that also, in the book or is that just I think in- it's like one of these weird things where the Bible itself is sort of in the ether, right? It's like in the air and it's all around us. So that when you look at something like the mark of Cain, well, why does it have a negative connotation? Probably because Cain himself has such a negative connotation, yeah. right? Like yeah, this is the guy I was gonna who say. slew his brother. And yeah. so, of course, like the mark not- of the dick who is a murderer of his own <laughs> blood. Like, what a what a jerk! Right. And so, like, if if the stories are in the ether, and you just have this, like, right? It's like, oh, Cain and Abel, right? Cain's the bad guy, so therefore, the mark of Cain must be bad. But then, when you go to the story, you realize, oh, wait a minute, not the so mark much. itself. Like, more, yeah, yeah. yeah. is like so a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Cain is banished. He's got this mark though, and he goes even more east of. Eden uh, to a place called Nod. Mm. I know, but that's not the end of the story. So Cain is east of Eden, even more east of Eden in Nod, and then he knows his wife. So just mm-hmm. like the Adam knew Eve uh, at the mm. beginning of the chapter, now Cain is knowing uh, his wife. Gasp! I know. <laughs> and they have this kid named Enoch. 
and the we see Kane's line, and it's basically all the people who invent civilization. Mm. So they invent cities, and they name the cities after Enoch, Kane's oh. uh, son. Uh, there are metal workers. There are like Bedouin cow herders. There are musicians. And, and, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sue is a musician. Can you tell what I am interested <laughs> in primarily? Love it. Um, so yeah, and there are musicians and all these come from Kane's line. And then we get to this bro. He's in Kane's line. His name is Lemech. Oh. So Lemech is, is an anagram of the word for king. Whoa. Mm. Um, Neato. Yeah. Like in Hebrew? Yeah, in Hebrew. Whoa, cool. Which I think is really interesting. Also, mm. I forgot to say this earlier, but Cain looks like the word for jealousy. Mm. Mm. Just like visually kind of resembles it. No, I mean, it has like similar letters and like, oh, a, 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 okay. like it, it's a pun on jealousy or it can be read as a pun on jealousy. Fascinating. So as I've said before, the names in this book are super not subtle. <laughs> mm, <laughs> They're yes. very not subtle <laughs> in the Hebrew. So I think that uh, the fact that Lemech is, is an anagram of king is pretty uh, intentional. Mm. But so Lemech is a bro, and he has two wives, and their names are Ada and Zilla. And then he has this poem, and it is like the first recorded mansplain. <laughs> <laughs> of, <laughs> oh man! Of all time. All right, like hit us with this. Well, it's it's so amazing too because it's also okay. Well, I'll just do this translation that they have here. Uh, he says, "Ada and Zilla, hear my voice, wives of Lamech, give ear to my speech. I have slain a man for wounding me and a lad for bruising me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold." Okay, so that's like his poem. And I just have to express to you I'm sorry. what in Hebrew, what a shitty poem this is. Mm. It is that's really vindicating because I'm like, even in a in my perception basic English translation, the poem is pretty shitty. So, so please so let go me on. so remember, Sue, remember the first episode of this where I talked about parallelism. Yeah. So parallelism is like a foundation of Hebrew poetry and you see it executed really beautifully in all of these other poems, including the Psalms in the Bible. Uh, yeah. But basically like the idea is you put two things and juxtapose them and through that you're playing <sighs> with, with opposites and with, you know, and that goes back to the idea of like fucking with binaries or messing with binaries and like, you know, how, and complicating that idea of binary to begin with. And this is just baked into Hebrew poetry. But what Lamech does is he's just says the same thing twice, basically. <laughs> it's like the most basic binary. Yeah. So basically- it's not even binary. It's just- <laughs> no, no, exactly. And so basically this poem, like if it, if you really translated this poem into English, it would be like, roses are red, Violets are blue. Cain killed Abel, so I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he also is completely missing the point of, you know, Cain's mark and his, you know, being avenged and all this stuff. I'm sorry, I also feel like I kind of missed how like Cain's mark came into play with like this guy. Like, what did this guy do? 
again? He, What's he, he said it in the poem. He was like, oh, I, he just said something in a he poem. He said, I killed some, sh- I killed people because I've oh. killed so many dudes. I think you're supposed to read this and compare it with the line that comes next for one mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the line of Seth that we haven't seen yet. Right. And two, I think that, you know, the larger book is very critical of kings. And so mm-hmm. I think in general, it's critical of human civilization also. Mm. Uh, and and I think that this is sort of like a little microcosm or it could be re- could be read in a way of like sort of being a little microcosm scene like see there's this shitty guy and he killed his brother and then he had a bunch of kids and they invented civilization and then there was this like you know mashup king guy who sucks and mansplains and writes <laughs> shitty poetry and mm. kills a bunch of dudes and this is what you get people like <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah so it's a, it's like a commentary on kingship then i think it's a comment partially possibly yeah okay I'm on board. So also, okay, really quick. I mm-hmm. am pretty sure that in this book, being a bad poet mm-hmm. is considered a signifier that you're a bad person. In in a book that is very concerned with poetics and and has some really beautiful poetry in it. I mean, for instance, David is supposed to be like this. And David's not perfect, of course, but like, you know, he's supposed to have written the Psalms and he's supposed to be this like amazing poet. I don't know. I think I think that the bad poetry of Lamech is supposed to be characterizing him as sucking. Hmm. I agree. I mean, I feel that way too. Ooh. I mean, compared with somebody like Moses or Deborah or Miriam or wow. people like that, so or Hannah, who, even know who like, poets. Who, mm. who, you know, have these epic, beautiful poems, mm. then you get like this shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we get the fucking begats. <laughs> and this Wait is a minute. Part- we're, we're jumping from terrible poetry to the begats? Yeah, basically. The Adam knows his wife again, so we get another knowing of the wife or whatever. Sure. Uh, again. We all know what that means at uh, this point. And then they have Seth, who is like the replacement son for, for Abel. And I think Eve even says that. She says, oh, great. A replacement. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. I but, mean, uh, things anyway. were really different back then. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, moving on. Thank you, Sue. Uh, but so this is where people that I've talked to who who didn't maybe grow up with the Bible, I've talked to several people who are like, I tried to read the Bible, but I got to the begats and I just couldn't do it. And I'm like, well, you got like four pages in, so good, <laughs> good tenacity there. But like, <laughs> see, I saw Godspell, and so I only wanted to read the book that Godspell was based off of. So oh, I'm that's like, Bible don't start two. at the beginning, y'all. That's Bible two. <laughs> All right, we're, we're so far away from Bible too. Oh, okay, got it. Thank you. That's all based on the Gospels and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all Hebrew Bible. So anyway, Seth has a son named Enosh, uh, Enosh, which is similar to Enoch or whatever. Well, it's sort of this like preface to the to the begats, right? And it's so um, Seth has a son called Enosh, and then we get this sentence, and it was. And different people translate it differently, but it, um, Alter says it was then that the name of the Lord was first invoked. There, right after uh, the Adam knows his wife again, you know, and the name of the Lord starts to be invoked when Seth mm-hmm. and Enoch, Enosh, sorry, is born. Uh, then there's a little sort of callback to the creation of the Adams in Genesis one, and it reminds us of the male and female they-ness of the Adams, which I like. 
mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. And then <laughs> then they have the line of Seth, which to me, I read it as like the line of anti-Cain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, partially simply because they have similar names. And I mean, they even have the same names. And mm-hmm. the, the two like most important guys in this line are named Enoch and Lamech. And the two like named sons you know, or, or most important guys in the previous one are Enoch and Lamech. Mm-hmm. So there's this pattern in, in all of these guys in the begat where so-and-so lived X amount of hundreds of years. They all lived like 900 years or something. They birthed sons and daughters and then they die. And this pattern happens over and over with all these guys. I forget how many it is. And You'll get that detail later. It doesn't, I mean, it, for this for this purpose, it doesn't matter. But uh, then there's good Enoch right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So Seth's mm-hmm. Enoch is good Enoch. And he walks with God and God takes him, but he doesn't die it doesn't say he dies Hmm. interesting okay so then there's other guys and they live x hundreds of years they birth sons and daughters and then they die but then there's good lemech Mm -hmm. so there's good lemech and he (laughs) is the dad of noah Mm -hmm. of the good one yeah the good one okay so like at the end of that it starts with good lemech giving birth to noah and then uh noah gets the beginning of the pattern but then doesn't get the end yet because there's going to be a huge like three chapter insert into his story that we're going to read next. Mm. So what do you think about the, the begats and the good and bad Enoch and Lemech? Oh, wait, hang on a second. I'm sorry. Did you just give me a whole summary of the begats? And I just didn't notice that that was, you were 100%. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were not listening. It's fine. (laughs) I, 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 I was, no, yeah, I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I, I really thought that the begats, I, I expected to hear something different when you were talking about the begats. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure. This is happening. Eventually we're going to get to the begats. Um, yeah, you were absolutely not listening. It's fine. So, really so, so nobody understood what I just said, right? Well, yeah. The, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it sounded sorry, like, it sounded like it was like, hey, there were, well... Then. I, I didn't. Yeah. So what I heard from you, Jade, was like, hey, there's this lineage yeah. and that it ends with these people. And I guess I didn't know that that's what the begats were. I thought that the begats were kind of like moral lessons. I don't know anything about no, the begats. No, the begats is just real. a lineage. Oh, it's I got it. the lineage that gets you from Seth it's to a, Noah. It's a super long, boring chronology family tree. Yeah, except there's yes. two kind of interesting guys. Got it. And it's good Enoch who walked okay. with God and didn't die and good Lamech who has gives birth to Noah. Okay. Then yeah. I, what, but yeah, you, it's a lineage. Yeah. Got it. Then that, yes. So here's the thing, the begats, are they boring on the face of it? Yes. But structurally, like what do they do for us? Right. It's like, why are they here? And part of what they signal to us is, is like a historicity. Just the fact of like naming all these people, like this one begat that one, begat that one, begat that one, right? It's it's not scintillating stuff, but from a broader perspective, I think part of the project here is to say, this is where we come from. And it's, and it's kind of, concrete in a way. I'm going to give you these names and I'm going to give you these years and I'm going to give you, right? I have receipts. Um, so I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have documentation. Thank you. That yeah, is, exactly. yeah. 
I have a that's paper trail. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. It's biblical receipts. It's a folder <laughs> of biblical receipts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There. There you um, go. Cool. Well, it's a little boring to end on, but uh, sometimes I like to have Sue then recap the story. Right. Um, so Cain and Abel were the sons of Adam and Eve. Cain was the teller of the land, and he's like, I'm a farmer. I, I make, I make uh, the, the vegetables and stuff. Um, and Abel was like, I tend sheep, and I have sheep and their sheep. And then they each make offerings to God, and God like gives attention to Abel, but not to Cain. And so Cain takes this really personally. And feels like this is a reflection on him and his uber failure. And murders his brother Abel and buries him in the earth or something. I don't know, I guess, I think. Um, then God comes by and he's like, hey, where's your brother? And Cain's like, meh. Um, and God's like, you killed him. I hear him calling out to me from the earth. Or his blood is, you know, something. And then Cain is like super punished. And God's like, um, your tote's going to pay for this. But then Cain's like, hang on, let's negotiate. Because that's real bad, and I can't really handle it. And God's like, okay, I'll, like, change it up. Um, and then uh, Cain procreates with someone and makes, like, you know, the lineage of humans. Uh, and then, like, civilization happens through that lineage of humans. And there's music makers, and there's dreamers of dreams, and there's, like, great things happening, and it's wonderful. Um, and then someone who's a descendant tells a really, really bad poem. And his name starts with L. And that's what I got. Um, and then there's the begats, which is like, and then this line of procreation happened and these children were children of children, blah, blah, blah. And it ends with like the good version of that guy who was a crappy poet many years ago. That's what I got. Yeah. And, and who's that guy's son? The, the guy? bunch of animals yeah. on a boat but oh noah oh yeah. noah oh, okay <laughs> thank you that B was the part that didn't animals on a boat <laughs> that, that landing did not stick with me until now thank okay. you so it was like oh so oh so is it like hey noah he is like real important um here's where noah comes from yeah. look at noah's like super far back lineage well it, it connects noah to seth that connects <sighs> noah to adam got it thank you thank you thank you yeah yep that's what i got Great. So excited for Noah. So Noah is a big, <laughs> Noah is definitely going to be a two-parter at least. Yes. I think. David, are you excited about Noah? I'm very excited about Noah. I'm going to refrain from like, I mean, because we- No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. No speculation. Yeah. No spoilers. No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I Suffice it to say, I'm very excited about Noah. Um, Excellent. And I think there's, and, and I want us, uh, it's going to be very interesting, I think, even right at the beginning, like when Noah first arrives on the scene, like what they say about Noah when he first arrives on the scene and then to like say what they do because let's just give them a little teaser for next mm -hmm. time yeah noah's sure. on the scene he's so... like yo i'm here what's up noah no that's not what happens oh honey. all right <laughs> sorry let, let david tell us what <laughs> oh, oh i love you sue i love you I'm, i was like like you can tell i'm like, trying Listen, it's not what happens, but I was down for it. I was like, I'm here for it. What? Tell me how Noah announces Oh, you're himself. so supportive, I'm down David, for it. Like, you. you know, let's do it. Give um, us the real deal, David. They, so um, here's Lamech, right? And he calls his name Noah. As to say, the one who will console us for the pain of our hands work from the soil which the Lord cursed. 
um, and then Lamech lives, blah, blah, blah. So that's like the little teaser, right? Is like, oh, so this guy is gonna console us for the pain of our hands work from the soil which the Lord cursed. All right, interesting. So the, right like me, I'm like, oh, well, let's like, let me like, I'm like rewinding the tape and going like, oh, right, because <laughs> there was that whole cursing and the, the soil opened its mouth to like swallow Abel's blood and mm-hmm. blah, blah, right? And so Like a we... good M. Night Shyamalan film, mm-hmm. the clues to the twist are planted along the way. Right, I, so I it's like it's clues right. to the twist. Oh, is that is that? No, <laughs> is no. no, 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 no. Well, so it, no, Jade's no. just like I don't it's, know how to respond to that. Why are you bringing M Night Shyamalan into my friggin' podcast about the Bible? Well, I don't understand. So here's the thing, right? It's interesting to think about how we come to this book and like like earlier we talked about the mark of cain right and so you've got a bunch of people running around and it's like ooh, the mark of cain is bad because like the stories in this book are in the ether and they're part of our lives and conversations and ideas even if we're not fully aware of like what exactly the stories are yeah, yeah. so part of the reason why i wanted to do this podcast is because i think even, you know, fully secular people who have in, in, you know, the United States or in quote, the English speaking world, let's say, or the Western English speaking world or whatever, um, you know, who have nothing to do with Christianity or Judaism or any, anything that uh, would consider this a sacred text or anything, Mm -hmm. uh, don't realize how much of our cultural language comes mm. from this book. I, I love how you describe the project, right? As bringing people, bringing people more closely into a closer proximity with this book and the ways that we kind of are breathing it and living it um, and maybe don't even know it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think one of the projects for me as I continue to read it and, and, and um, talk to people about it I think that people come to this book from a faith perspective, from a secular perspective, whatever the case may be, as people come to, you know, kind of literature in a, in a more broad sense to answer a couple of what I think are really important questions, right? And that is, who are we and mm. how are we to be, right? Yeah. And Damn. for people of faith, <laughs> right? Like the, that the is deep the, truths. Yeah. And so to see the many different ways that this book is answering those questions, whether you agree with the answers or not, or you can argue with the answers. Listen, the, the <laughs> book itself, part of the beauty of the book is it's going to give you 10 different answers to those questions, right? In the space of 10 different pages. So if you don't like the answer, just keep reading and you'll get a different one. <laughs> it's like there's not going to be just one, okay? There's, like, there's not just a bunch. one answer, right? And that right. is the beauty of it, right? That's what excites me. So my how are we to be is one, don't murder your brother because you're jealous. Yeah. And two, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Two, don't force women to listen to your shitty mansplainy poetry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to be, to not do that. I think a lack of mansplaining in general is probably a good way to be. 
Next time on It's in the Book, Noah. Hello, hello. Thanks again so much for listening to It's in the Book. I've really been enjoying creating these, and I love hearing what you all are taking away from them, too. If you're enjoying this, please tell your friends, share it. We currently have zero budget for this show and have not paid a penny to advertise it thusly. So we really do need your help getting it to the ears of those who might get something out of it. Positive ratings and reviews are also really helpful because that's how more people are going to find the show through the almighty algorithm. David will be back in the next episode. We enjoyed having him here so much that we invited him back. He has a full-time job at King's Chapel in Boston and is very busy. And we're not sure if it will always be the three of us, but we at least have him through the Tower of Babel. So that is fantastic. All three of us have social media accounts, though David and Sue are on them even less than I am. So you're welcome to search us out. It's David Waters, Sue Buzzard, and me, the almost reverend Jay Sylvan. Uh, first name is currently buffering, but as of this taping, I am still on Instagram and Twitter as Jade Sylvan, J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N. And finally, I have started a nation to Patreon to help support this show and the work I'm doing on Beloved King, a queer Bible musical. If you like what you hear and want to help me keep the show on the air and feed my dachshund, please check it out. You can find it at patreon.com slash Jade Sylvan, J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N. Regardless, if you do any of that, I do hope that you will subscribe to the show and join us for the next episode. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.